Welcome to Account Trends, everybody. I'm Jason Stein with Intuit Accountants. My co-host, David Bergstein, and I are excited to be with you every couple of weeks to share the latest news, interesting perspectives, and hottest trends in the tax and accounting world. We'll have special guests on the show to help break these trends down and give you food for thought as you find new ways to deliver for your clients. But most importantly, we plan on having some fun while doing it. Welcome. Right. Welcome back to Account Trends, everybody. We have an exciting episode for you today. Special guest, uh, Ms. Robin Gervais. Robin, welcome. Thank you. Thank we you appreciate you being here. And as always, my sidekick and partner in crime, Mr. David Bergstein. Welcome, as always. I'm glad to be here. Glad to hear what Robin has to say today. Same Take here. It Take it away, Jason. Yes, thank you. So uh, we're in the middle of tax season right now, Robin. So we thought it'd be good. Uh, to invite you on as one of our resident experts here at Intuit, working in our TurboTax Live organization, uh, to hear about your thoughts on tax strategies and kind of help us get thinking about what are what are some things that that are relevant right now as we're in the thick of things. Um, and so maybe before we get into that, though, Robin, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Sure, I'd be happy to do so. So. Um, I uh, was a stay-at-home mom for a long time, but my first exposure to taxes, if you will, was in junior high, and I continued to pursue that and then volunteered for the VITA program. My husband and I had a small business, um, a small S-corp that we had a landscaping and lawn maintenance business, and, and I was busy with that. And when the kids left, I'm like, it is time to do something that I've always loved. So I continued and pursued my tax career, became an enrolled agent, then started my own practice and uh, have just thoroughly enjoyed doing all that and also work for Intuit as well. Um, enjoy uh, having my clients, it, having those numbers dance across the tax return has always been one of my most favorite things in all the world. Love your passion around taxes, considering it's kind of generally accepted as the thing that people love to hate. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Well, cool. Well, and so you said your clients too. So while while you work with the TurboTax organization, you also have your own firm and you're an EA, correct? I am. I am an enrolled agent. Um, I have been since, oh gosh, I'm trying to even remember, 2010, I believe it is at this particular point. Right. And um, uh, just got started in it because somebody asked me to. And then my manager said, you know, I'm tired of doing all the representation for another practice that I was working for. And I'm like, sure, let's go ahead and do that. Took the tests and and um, passed them. And it was kind of an interesting thing. I took one, two, and three. And everybody told me, oh, well, two is supposed to be the hardest one because of the fact that it's with business. Well, I had so much exposure to small business having my own and preparing them myself. It just never felt that way. So um, then, you know, began um, also at that point speaking and presenting CPE and, and CE to uh, other tax experts and, and enjoy that as well. But my small practice, I have about maybe 125 clients too. I just can't stop. I don't know what to say other than that. Just a glutton for punishment. I say. am. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, we're looking forward to hearing your, your expertise and, and experience in these areas. So uh, come back to the, the topic there. What, what are the big areas of tax strategies that pros can use right now during season? 
You know, that's that's a really good question. And, and part of that is, you know, we're looking always in last year, you know, we talk to our clients as if it's this year, but it's really difficult sometimes to think, well, the, the door's closed, you know, well, what can be done at this point? There obviously are opportunities with, um, you know, contributing to an IRA, you know, depending on how much you have actually spent, um, well, how much your income is, whether it's deductible or not. I still think it's an excellent track tax strategy to still contribute to an IRA, whether it's deductible or not. It's just something that can increase and build wealth in your clients. And if you sell it like that, it's really good. Does it always affect the tax return? Maybe not. Um, As well as a long-term strategy of contributing to an HSA. Again, that can hit the tax return. And depending on your plan you have at work, if you have that high deductible plan, um, that's when it can be deductible. And that's when you can use an HSA and you can contribute through work or outside of work. Um, I do that myself, you know, depending on what I need to do. I use my HSA to um, contribute extra to lower my, my tax bill of what I owe the IRS and hopefully to get to a refund situation. So another thing that people don't know that they can do is if they're in lower income, contributing to an IRA, if they do have those funds, can also increase the availability of what they have for earned income credit if in their in their in those lower um, income brackets. So um, I do discuss all those things with my clients. And then also it's always the best time to discuss what really is the current year, right? So whatever is the current year we want to talk about, it's like, okay you know, you're doing really well. Um, Let's talk about retirement. Let's get more money in your 401k, max it out. Let's go ahead and do that, especially if your company has some some matching capabilities. But those things, you know, it's just always a difficult situation. Well, what else can I do? It just depends on, you know, what is available based on their own tax situation. You have to look at that whole holistic approach to your own clients. I like your attack of uh, building wealth. That's a great way to talk to clients. Uh, it's tax strategy, but it's all around truly about building wealth. And I like your uh, HSA contributions because as people get older and reach 65 and older, they can uh, start to change how their medical plans are. And if they put a lot of way, a lot of way into the HSA, it's all coming out uh, tax free. Absolutely. And there's also ways to use that HSA money if it hits a certain plateau to invest in that. And and people miss out on those opportunities, especially, you know, when they're in their 20s and 30s, they don't want to think about those things. But I try to get my clients to think about those things. I I very much have a, a family approach to my practice to where I'm always looking for what's best for my own clients and, and you know, talking to them at a young age when, you know, their mom and dad has come to me and now they're on their own. Let's go ahead and talk about what you're going to do. Let's put some money away this year or let's talk about getting yourself an IRA. Um, did your child earn, a, you know, a certain amount of money? They've earned a couple of thousand dollars. Have you thought about, you know, helping them invest into a Roth or something along those lines. A lot of times those little tips won't overall affect the tax return, but it affects the clients. And that's what's important to me. As you're doing that, when you give them back the tax returns, do you set them up for tax advisory for the next year by telling them you want to speak to them during the year and change the approach from charging them for a tax return to tax advisory? 
You know, that's a really good thing. I haven't done a lot of tax advisory in all honesty in that particular way, but I do always tell them that, especially those who have done a poor job of withholding, um, and I maybe told them, okay, you need to start contributing. You know, you guys made a lot of money. Great job. Your withholdings were off. Let's go ahead and have both of you do, uh, you know, married with filing at a single uh, rate to get the withholdings in there. Contribute 100% and uh, that you can't, not 100%, what you can into to matching if they haven't contributed at all to their 401k. Let's get you some in there. And if I'm making four or five changes on what they're doing, I'll say, I want you to see me in September. We're going to go ahead and go over everything again. I want to see where we are. So if we need some changes before the year end, that we can make those changes. Let's get more money into a 401k. Let's go ahead and, um, you know, if they have a business, is it, where are you at right now with your business? Do we need to contribute into a retirement plan for small business people do a pretty darn bad job sometimes of, of contributing to their own uh, retirement plan. So uh, while I don't specialize in retirement plans to tell you which one to get, I will go ahead and point to those experts that are the best um, for them to contribute to. I like that little tidbit about matching. It should always try young people say, eh, I don't have to put money into it yet. But if they match, if they don't match, they're losing, they're leaving money on the table, I guess. Free, it's free money. It's all a part of your compensation package that you need to look into. And right. that is, again, back to that bottom line of, you know, we, we can't um, leave money on the table when we have that opportunity. Yeah. And, and when, you know, when you're, you were talking about how, hey, hey come, come see me in September, um, you know, I wonder even how many of those clients would want to come back sooner and engage on a more frequent basis and, and really uh, take advantage of, of all the, the tax avoidance strategies, right? As David likes to say, tax avoidance is perfectly legal with tax evasion is illegal. Um, <laughs> and so that's really what we're here for, right? Really. And that's really it is too. You know, a lot of those strategies that we use are not that you're not going to pay tax on this money eventually, but let's lower and reduce your income tax liability now, especially if you're at the peak of your career, making very good money, and you want to set yourself up both for retirement, but also reduce your tax liability as much as possible. You want to constantly be thinking about those things now and during the year, not when it's too late and, and the doors closed on most of those opportunities that you can make during the year. Right. Yeah. Because the, the big thing with that is, you know, the income that you need right now, because you're probably supporting a family and you're living in the suburbs, so you can work a, a career if you're if you're in that kind of position, you know, later on down the road, once you reach retirement, you won't need as much income. And so the idea is defer the tax now so that you're you're getting that in a lower bracket later. Exactly. Yes. I liked your point too about uh and it's sort of a it's sort of a a I, I get it. I understand it with, with it when it comes to small business owners and not thinking about investing in retirement because they're so involved in just trying to get keep their business going, right? I hear that from so many uh, business owners. They're, they're like, I'm on the hamster wheel every day and it's hard for me to step back and, and kind of assess the, the forest through the trees, if you will. How do you help them? How do you have that conversation with them? How do you help them kind of make that a priority? 
Well, for for me, because <laughs> I it, it is, um, I like to say that my business is not a sterile environment. We're not just all about you know, oh, give me your tax return and, you know, leave type of thing, because I'm looking at what's best for them. And they know that they can, they can tell, I mean, you know, I know that sounds maybe superficial to some people, but they know I care truly about their own situation and for them to have the best in their life, um, which is a lot more, I think, than some people do because it's, it, it, tax season's crazy. Get them in, get them out kind of thing. But, uh, you know, I like to, especially with my small business owners, I, I like to use the approach of, you know, let's talk about your business. And instead of me being on one side of the table, then being on the other side of the table, sometimes I'll come around and sit next to them and have that conversation of, look, you know, you made $60,000 this year. You've just picked up an X amount of contract you've been telling me about. And, you know, that's your net profit. And you're planning on making $100,000. That's great. How'd you do living on that $60,000 this year? Wow, it felt so good, uh, you know, because I've gone from that 10 to that 20 to that 40. And they're having some breathing room that they're being able to do. And it's like, okay, let's go ahead and put some of that money in retirement. Let's look into that. Because of the fact you don't want to be at, uh, you know, in your late 50s, it sounds great. In your 20s and your 30s to work the rest of your life in your 40s, you somehow get tired in your 50s and your 60s. <laughs> Let's go ahead and think about that down the line so that you can go ahead and think about um, that financial stability for yourself and also for your family. And it's kind of easy also to, I don't know how else to say it other than to sell it a little bit for your, you, you know, you the business owners that have small kids, it's like, you know, let's not put the burden of you having to live with them, you know, right now. Oh, I didn't think about that. So, you know, we just have really these conversations, if you will, to think about what's best for them and for their family. Some people I'm never going to reach, you know, they're just like, you know, I'm in survival mode. Great. That's great. Let's just, let's just think about that. And you know, that brand new truck that you bought, you're in survival mode that you spent $40,000 and you're paying $800 a month. Could you have, you know, that's great. It looks good on a tax return. Let me just tell you what you saved in taxes on that, you know, which, and you're paying an interest rate. Let's talk about that. So, you know, those are good tax saving strategies, if you will, but, you know, I'll have someone, they'll say, you know, should I spend $10,000 on that? Okay, great. You're in the, you know, with the self-employment and this and that, you're maybe spending 35, um, 35%, you know, and I'll go, all right, so would you rather have the 65 cents in your pocket or would you rather save the 35 cents in taxes? So that all my clients get that same exact thing. And it's like, oh man, I, I got to spend that to make money. Let's go for it. And then we can, you know, look at how it'll affect your taxes and how it will, you know, reduce your liability this year and in future years. You know, I don't want to take all the expenses this year. If you only have $10 worth of income, I get those people, you know, that, oh, let's take all these expenses. You've got future income. Let's go ahead and reduce your liability in the future. Sounds like you're being very proactive and that's the great way to do it with tax strategy. Be proactive with the clients that'll keep them coming back and put them on a uh, quarterly basis if you can instead of September, move yep. them up to June or July. Do, do you uh, get uh, subscription uh, fees from any of your clients where they pay you during the year? I do not. Um, I actually need some help in that area as I continue to grow my business. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing the opportunities that I have to understand those areas of how I can get that subscription going. 
Listen to Jason's previous uh, podcast. He's got some good points. <laughs> I will. Yeah. No, I think that's that's great that you you know that you were willing to share that too, Robin, because that everybody's in different places on the journey for for that area. And um, some people have started a little. Some people are really far along, and some people you know are are looking at it much like more. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. And and like you, I'm seeing so many people who haven't been looking at, it, especially for the tax space, because we've been talking about advisory, right, for 20 years, mm-hmm. longer if not. Um, but tax advisory is sort of this trend that that's been really recently emerging um, as okay. as a, a hot thing. And a, a, and for those in the tax space, you know, in the thick of things with season right now, and you you know, you have these situations where you're you're meeting with your clients. And you're getting surprised by all the stuff that they did over the last year, right? Oh, like coming back to your example about the the truck. I bought a truck this year. I'm looking forward to what that's going to do for my taxes. (laughs) You know, and it's like, well, if you'd have talked to me (laughs) when you bought the truck, we might have had a different approach or might have been a different path for this because it's it's not going to be what you think it is, right? That has to be deducted over time or stuff like that. And so... People don't quite realize how to navigate the tax laws and take the best advantage of them on their own. And they think that, you know, their tax person is just somebody that they meet with once a year to get the tax return done. And the reality is, is they need you all year. Uh, And so, you know, structuring the relationship around that in a subscription model is is the way that a lot of people are, are helping to force that relationship dynamic into place. So I love to to hear that that you know you're looking at that seriously. Uh, I am looking at that. Um, you know, I, I will tell you that because of you know I'm in the thick of tax season, it's not going to happen at this moment. Oh yeah. But but now is the time that I have to plant those seeds into my customers or clients as they come through, right? Because I want to let you know let's talk about these things so that um you know you can be better informed as you go. And uh, I, I just see that as such a valuable um, valuable thing that I can provide for them that it, it's it's underestimated my part because it's like, oh yeah, I just do that as I go along, but I'm missing out on revenue because I'm not doing it in, in my opinion the right way. I'm you know giving away my expertise on some of those things. And if I also, if I looked at it to where I, I am creating that revenue, I would be able to devote more time to it as well. You're saying all the right things. And the fact that you know that you have to do it is the key. A lot of people don't know they have to do it. So I'm sure over the next year, you'll put your plan in place to get on subscription pricing and see your clients much more often, which will increase your revenue and also make them wealthy somewhere along the line. And I love what you said about planting the seeds now, you know, and you're doing that while you give to them, right? right? So that that value, right, that you're giving them in in helping them um, wrap their heads around these tax strategies that we've talked about, right? Uh, you know, hey, here's some things to think about. Now, after season's over and we're we're done with this look back compliance element of things, I'm going to be coming back around and we're going to have a conversation about how do we do this differently going forward, and we're still going to get your tax return done. But I want to really help you implement these strategies and take advantage of of these these areas that you're already, you know, 
you're you're already subject to your they're part of you know what you're doing especially for business owners right um but but let's let's make our relationship a little bit more valuable for you and let's get a better cadence instead of this once a year conversation that we're having robin any any last thoughts that you'd share with the the listeners um you know and it, it, about the advisory conversation that's great that was a cool kind of sidebar that we had um but uh it, it, you know coming back to the the strategies or or anything that you would share uh that that would be helpful for folks or or even you know best practices that you've learned to help get through the rest of the season <laughs> uh, you know feel free to share that as well I think sometimes we we come as you know tax professionals into this uh you know working through every tax return, you know, just trying to get through it, if you will. And I do think we miss opportunities when we don't take a breath and make notes about, you know, I see Bob here and he's done this on his tax return and, you know, uh, he hasn't taken advantage of this and, you know, he's not contributing on his there. And you have these little conversations. I think it's good to kind of keep a little bit of a diary, if you will, because you're not going to remember those things. Oh, that's right. You know, I want to go ahead and reach out to this person later so that you can have a contact list again so that you can go ahead and reach back out and, you know, maybe provide those services for advisory and or just check up on them to see how they're doing in the plans that you've told them, you know, to put in place. Are you withholding enough? You know, a lot of people don't see their statements anymore. They don't look at their check stubs. I'm old school enough to where it used to be attached to our checks, right? (laughs) So (laughs) they don't look at it. They didn't know that they had, you know, $40,000 $40,000 worth of income with uh, $400 worth of withholding, you know, and it's like, this is what's going on. And, and um, having those conversations to get people to understand where their tax liability comes from is super important. And what they can do to lessen that is just huge on my end proactively. But then from my point of view, remembering and taking notes so that I can follow up with those is just something that I think every tax professional misses out on, um, is, is forgetting those things until they come circle back around again. It's like, oh man, I should have contacted them in the middle of season, you know, in the middle of off season, mm-hmm. see how they're doing. That's excellent advice. Excellent advice. And, and kind of, I would sum that up as don't let don't let the grind you know carry you away. That's right? exactly right. There is yep. such a grind to tax and so much pressure to get things done, and, and you got deadlines you're working against. Take a second, capture thoughts, because this is when all that's coming to fruition, right? And this is when it's culminating, right? So just taking a second to capture a couple of thoughts, and then being able to come back around to that, it's going to help you have that advisory conversation later on. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, what an awesome way to end the show. Uh, Robin, I know you do training uh, webinars and all kinds of stuff for us uh, as well. And so folks, you know, if you want to hear more from Robin, be sure to check out our proconnect.intuit.com forward slash training and uh, visit her. You know, you can watch her recorded webinars and she does webinars throughout the year as well. uh, Just relaying all the the awesome knowledge that uh, she's accumulated and uh, I hope you hope you enjoy that. And Robin, thanks so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate you imparting your knowledge with us. Thank you. It's been a true pleasure. Thank you. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening. And we'll uh, catch up again with our next guest next time. Thanks for listening. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review. 
If you want to learn more about any of the topics discussed on the show, visit intuitaccountants.com forward slash podcast. Account Trends is produced and edited by Luke Johnston. Copyright Intuit 2022.